0: The Johnson's Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's water repellent glow coat present Fibber McGee and Molly. With Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Dick Legrand, Cliff Arquette, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the Kings and Billy Mills Orchestra. Libber and Molly, join us in a moment. When you want your home to look its best, here's one thing you should always remember. You can't have a beautiful home without beautiful floors. And the best way to make your floors beautiful and keep them that way is to wax them regularly with Johnson's Paste Wax. That's right. For more than three generations, Johnson's Paste Wax has been a favorite of meticulous homemakers. This tough, long-lasting floor wax gives your floors the real protection from wear and tear that only a fine wax gives. More than that, its hard, smooth surface makes floors far easier to keep clean because dirt, dust, and grime just whisk right off at the flick of a cloth or a dust mop. And finally, nothing beautifies a floor or brightens a room like the rich luster of Johnson's Paste Wax. No other wax gives quite the same lustrous beauty in quite the same way. Tomorrow, ask your dealer for the finest of floor waxes. Ask for Johnson Paste Wax. In the front yard at seventy-nine Whistful Vista, there is a shade tree which badly needs pruning. Now, the logical man to do this job is a professional tree surgeon. But logic is rarely found at the home of Fibber McGee and Molly.
1: What are you
2: going to
3: do with all those tools out here, McGee? I'm going to prune that shade tree there, kiddo. Only even off a few of the raggeder looking branches off in it. Look at that thing. It's as one-sided as a Russian election. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, it does look a little uneven, but you be careful now.
3: I will. I won't hurt myself. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's not you that I'm worried about, oh? but there's the cutest little woodpecker that lives in that tree, and I don't want you to frighten him away.
3: Me? Frighten him?
2: Huh.
3: That red-eyed little hammerhead dives on me every time I go out to get the evening paper. He <laughs> don't know an Irishman from a pole.
2: <laughs> oh, he's just playful, dear. He's like a friendly little puppy.
3: Oh, yeah? First puppy I ever saw with a built-in ice pick. <laughs> I don't need him like I don't need another hole in the head.
1: <laughs>
3: Let me see. I got my saw, my pruning chair, my screwdriver, friction tape. All, all. Hey, where's my all? Oh, you loan that to more tubes, dearie,
2: and I admire you for it. What do you mean? I admire any man who would give his all for a
3: friend. <laughs> Flyers, crowbar, crowbar. What I need is a woodpecker bar. (laughs) Hammer, nails, embroidery scissors.
2: What on earth are the embroidery scissors for? You going to trim that tree with scalloped edges? Oh, no.
3: The scissors, it's cut the end off my cigar with.
2: Oh. (laughs) Why don't you just bite the end off of it? Oh, it's
3: too unsanitary. (laughs) After all, that cigar goes in my mouth, you know. (laughs) Well, oh, hold the stepladder for me, kiddo. I'm going to start right here.
2: All right. Be careful now. This is a pretty old stepladder. You gave it to me for our third wedding anniversary, you know.
3: Hey, get away. Shoot. Beat it, you noisy little nuisance. Get out of
1: here.
2: <laughs> McGee, now you frightened him.
3: Frightened him, my clavicle. Look at what he done to the handle of this saw. He just missed my thumb by an inch.
2: Oh, now, don't be so... Oh, hello there, Mr. Old-timer. Oh, hi, Old-timer. Hello there, kid.
4: <laughs>
2: hey, don't worry, daughter. I'll help you shake that ladder. We'll get him down from there. Oh. Hey, oh, hey, oh, no, hey, no. No, no, no. Mr. Old-timer, I'm not trying to get him down off the ladder. Oh, no, I'm
3: just up here to trim this tree, Old-timer.
4: Well, good for you, Johnny. I like to see a man get an early start. What you gonna trim it with? Colored lights and candy canes? (laughs) I wouldn't put the presents under it yet. Though, might get some bad weather between now and Christmas. (laughs)
3: Take take, take it easy. Take it easy. I'm not trimming the tree for Christmas. I'm just pruning it down a little. Its limbs aren't even. Whose limbs is Johnny?
4: (laughs) Mine, ain't. I got a 32-inch arm and a 36-inch leg. <laughs> hey, you want me to help you? Huh? I was an intern at one time for a tree surgeon. Oh, really? In
2: a nursery, I suppose, sprinkling talcum powder on the little seedling.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, daughter, I was a pre-med student with the Gilbert School of Tree Surgeons in Red
4: Oak, Iowa. That's so. But I got through out of the profession for malpractice. <laughs> I made a serious mistake. Oh, what did you do? Well, it was my first major operation, daughter. Yeah? The patient was a big oak tree. I performed a saprotomy and left him with a six-foot incision in the torso. <laughs> well, I laid all my instruments out, and I says to Dr. Gilbert, I says, What do we do now, Doc? Nail him shut? Nope, says the doctor. Fill the incision with wet cement.
3: Did you do it? Yep.
4: I plugged it up, let it harden, and started packing my instruments. And suddenly, I realized I'd left something in the tree I shouldn't have. Oh, oh heavenly days! What did Doctor Gilbert say? He said, and I quote, "Help! Let me out of here, stupid!" <laughs> 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 Come
1: on,
0: the King's man, and the Woodpecker Song. <laughs>
5: Peck, 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 peck. He's up each morning bright and early to wake up all the neighborhood. To bring to every boy and girlie his happy serenade on wood. Hear him pecking out a melody, peck peck pecking at the same old tree. He's as busy as a bumblebee all day long. Hear him pecking out a melody on the key he's as he can be all day long. <laughs>
3: Yeah. So, Saw that limb off twice and it still looks too short <laughs> Boy, this is really tough pruning on this tree, you know it, Molly? Hey, get out of here, beat it, get off of this ladder Scram! <laughs> Isn't he cute,
2: he's having so much fun
3: Yeah, he likes fun, I got a good little game I'd like to play with him Where's my bad mitten racket?
2: Oh. <laughs> Don't blame the woodpecker, Gertie. You'd be excited, too, if somebody started sawing your little home out from under you a limb at a time.
3: Yeah, I guess that's right. How does the tree look so far, kiddo? Am I trimming it even? Yes. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. You're trimming it even worse than it was. <laughs> that last limb you cut off was a little too much.
3: Oh, well, that one. I was merely
2: trying Hi, to get...
6: Yes, Oh hi, <laughs> sis. Hello there, Jimmy. How are you? Well, hi, Miss McGee. What you doing, Mister McGee? Hmm? What you doing? Hmm? What you up on the ladder? Hmm? <laughs>
3: I'm pruning this tree, sis. Hey, why ain't you in school?
6: We don't have any school today, I bet. Oh. Our teacher's home with the brown cider. Oh,
3: she got cold?
6: Oh no, she broke her leg. She broke her leg. How's that,
3: Jeannie? I thought you said she had brown tights.
6: Yes, I bet you. That's how she got her broken leg. She tripped over Willie's brown kite. <laughs> he left it laying on the playground. And... Yes, I ah, think. Oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> Look, Mr. McGee, a robin redhead. <laughs>
3: That's not a robin, sis. That's a woodpecker, Cheney. And if you don't quit bothering me, I'm going to get my slingshot and break every window in the block.
6: Hey, Mr. McGee. Hmm? Why do woodpeckers always go around banging their heads against trees and telephone poles and stuff? Hmm? Why do they? Hmm? Why? Hmm?
3: <laughs> you mean you don't know, sis?
6: Sure yeah, I don't know, that, sis.
3: Uh, Well, sis, once upon a time... There was a big tree in the middle of a field, and it was attacked one day by millions and millions of seven-year locusts.
2: By the way, McGee, why are they called seven-year locusts?
3: Well, because a good gag about locusts come along about every seven years, and i just done one two years ago. <laughs> well, sir, them locusts started eating and eating and devouring that poor tree, teeny leaf by leaf, stem by stem, and limb by limb. Oh, okay. And the tree started to cry being a weeping willow and kind of emotional. And it hollered for help, and a bunch of red-headed, kind-hearted little birds flew to the rescue and ate up all the locusts.
1: All right. Good day. Yes.
3: And the tree was so grateful, it said, Well, thanks, birds. I sure appreciate what you've done. What do I owe you? And the bird says, Oh, whatever you think is right. And the tree said, No, 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 you name your price. And the bird said, Well, we'll have to... Twitter about it a while and let you know. And the tree said, okay, but whatever it is, you just send your bill into me. And they did. They've been doing it ever since. Every time one of these red headed birds sees a tree, he sends his bill into it. Isn't that interesting, sir?
6: It really was, mister. <laughs> Only you overlooked one thing, I betcha. I did?
3: What did I overlook?
6: Your ladder is falling down. Yeah. You jump off quick. Oh, my gosh.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks, Chris.
6: That's okay, mister. So long, Miss McGee. So long, Goodbye, Keeney. <laughs>
2: You know, McGee, Huh? I think you've taken too many limbs off the north side of that tree.
3: Well, that's a simple thing to re-rectify, kiddo. I'll just take a few more off the top side. You pick up the step ladder while I pick up my saw.
0: Oh, no, Molly. Here, let me handle that ladder for you.
2: Well, thank you, Mr. Wilcox.
0: Hi, Junior. Hello, pal. Hey, what happened to your tree? McGee. What
3: do you want?
2: I wasn't talking to you. I was answering Mr. Wilcox. Uh, oh.
3: Well, this tree was a little lopsided, Junior, so I'm trimming off a few branches. Oh, that's a pretty sloppy-looking job,
0: pal. Why don't you get somebody over here who knows something about pruning trees?
3: What do you mean, somebody who knows something? Who knows more about it than I do?
2: Well, starting alphabetically, Why, there's Why, gee a... whiz.
3: Back in Peoria, I worked for old man Brunner as chief pruner of Brunner's Pruners. <laughs> Specializing in pruning prune trees to produce premium prunes.
0: Oh, what I meant to say, pal, was
3: Everybody knows that a well-pruned prune tree produces prettier prunes than an unpruned prune tree, and I was the pride of the prune people. Some of the pruners pruned at noon, but I like to prune by the light of the moon. I got to be known around the prunery as Goon Boy, the lunar pruner. I always prune a little tune when I'd start to prune these premium prunes. And between my crooning tunes and pruning prunes and tuning moons and crooning prunes, we finally ripped out all the trees and planted tulips again.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs>
0: ah, well, you know, that reminds me of an amusing incident that happened to me during the war. Now, just a minute, Junior. Has this got anything to do with Johnson's water-repellent glow coat? Not a thing, pal. Cross my heart.
2: Well, then, go right ahead, Mr. Wilcox.
0: Well, sir, I was driving through a little town in Colorado one afternoon when I saw a soldierly-looking young fellow running across a field. Yeah. He had on blue denims with a big PW across his back. Yeah. Oh, oh, I said, a prisoner of war. Hello? And I jumped out of my car and gave chase. How'd you know his name was
2: Chase? And what did you give him?
0: I mean, I ran after him, chased him for a mile. Oh, you chased him. And when I finally caught up with him, I stopped him and spoke to him in his own language. Hold it, Mac, I said. Parlez-vous German?
3: What was he, an Italian
0: fellow? <laughs> no, no, he couldn't have been, pal. He answered me in pidgin English.
3: Pidgin English?
0: Yeah, he gave me a strange look and said, Coo, coo. Oh.
3: <laughs> and then there. <laughs>
0: Well, I said, look here. I said, you're an escaped prisoner of war. I can tell by the PW on your back. And he said, that isn't prisoner of war. That stands for paste wax.
1: (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: I'm a Johnson salesman from Racine, Wisconsin, he said.
2: That was an interesting story.
0: I'm not through yet. Well, well, get through, coo coo. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Well, I I asked him why he was running, and he told me he'd sold out all of his Johnson's paste wax. But there was such a demand for it, because after all, it's the finest protection that money can buy for floors, woodwork, fine furniture, leather goods, and so many other of your priceless possessions, because Johnson's paste wax seals them against dust and dirt and dampness and makes it so easy for them to retain that sparkling luster that he was running back to the factory for another supply.
3: Well, why didn't you give him a lift, type what?
0: I did, pal, I did. I took him back to my car and gave him a lift to the next big town. Oh. Matter of fact, it was in the papers the next morning.
2: In the papers? What did it say?
0: It said, prisoner of war escaped from Colorado prison.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Police seek accomplice with getaway car.
3: Oh,
1: that
0: was me, kids, the accomplice. Oh, boy. I'll
3: bet you laid low for a while after that one.
0: I didn't go out of my backyard for three weeks, just stayed home and planted tulips. Go
2: on, kids.
1: Now,
2: look, dearie, it's getting late, and you've still got a lot of pruning to do. Now, what time is it? It's about half
3: past. Oh, my gosh, I had better get busy. Well, now, hold the ladder.
2: Take it easy now. Yeah.
3: <laughs> hello, Molly. Hi, McGee.
2: Oh, hello, Mr. Mayor.
3: Uh, oh, oh, hi, Fred. Pruning the tree, I see. <laughs> Can I help you with it?
2: Do you know anything about trees, Mr. Mayor?
3: Indeed I do, Molly. I went to an agricultural school some years ago. In fact, I was an instructor in horticulture and animal husbandry. Animal husbandry, eh? Well, a good field, you, I always say that after a hard day's plowing, it's mighty nice for a horse to come home to his wife and family.
1: Yeah.
3: Always say that. Never does much good, but I always say that.
2: Why did you give it up, Mr. Mayor?
0: Well, it got a little confusing, Molly. My students kept trying to get their livestock on the bride and groom program. Oh, Anyway, I preferred horticulture,
3: planting, spraying, pruning, and grafting, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And from grafting, it was just a short step to politics, eh? Uh, yes.
7: (laughs) But when I was in school, we performed some very interesting experiments with plants, like crossing onions with violets for tea room salads.
2: McGee has done a lot of interesting things like that, too, Mr. Mayor. Haven't you, McGee?
3: Such as what, Tootsie? Oh, you can think of something. Oh, <laughs> sure I can. Oh, I mind one time, Latriv. I figured out a way to cross cantaloupes with Concord grapes so I could uh, raise grapes as big as cantaloupes. And as it <laughs> says, Well, only in reverse. I had a fine crop of cantaloupes the size of grapes. <laughs> Stuffed them with pimentos yeah. and sold them for olives. Well, if you'll excuse me, Latriv, i got to
0: get back to work. i got oh, go, go, go. go right ahead. When I get back to the office, I'll send our city forest
7: over to help. Oh, uh, wait a minute, McGee. Let me see that saw a minute. Here,
0: Mr. Mayor,
2: what's the matter with it? Oh,
7: nothing, nothing. It looks like the one I used to play when I was in the Coast Guard, entertaining the crew. Oh? Yes, it's the same kind of saw. <laughs> yes.
3: mm, it's a little flat. Oh. <laughs> oh, I, I like to work with a flat saw. It goes through the wood better.
2: <laughs> play something for us, won't
3: you, Mr. Mayor? Yeah. yeah. I'll be happy to, Molly. Now, let me see you.
2: Very tricky. What was that?
3: The Third Man Theme.
1: <laughs>
3: Sounds like he struck out. <laughs> I'd like to hear it played good sometime. Well, that can be arranged.
0: Listen to this, and good day. So long,
3: Mister.
0: Billy Mills, the orchestra, and the Third Man Theme.
3: the tree even yet?
2: No. No, it's lopsided on the other side Don oh, McGee.
3: he cut off too much again.
2: Look out, here comes the woodpecker again.
3: Uh, Whew, get out of here, scram! Hey, did you see that guy that time, Molly? If I hadn't he'd part of my hair, clear down to my chin.
2: Well, I don't know what you can do about it. I do. What?
3: Hand me my old air raid warden helmet out of that tool chest. All right. Yeah.
2: There you are.
3: Thanks. Why, George, now let that little flying rivet gun try to... Oh, hi, Olly. Hello, Olly. Well, hello, McGee. Hello, missus. Hey, why are you messing up the shade tree, McGee? Nature don't make trees good enough for you? Well, <laughs>
2: he's trying to even it up, Olly, but he keeps cutting one side too short, and then he has to trim the other side
0: again. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I always tell my kids, By I the said...
2: way, how are the children, Olly? Good, I hope.
3: No, missus, they're not good, but they feel fine. <laughs> They're full of mischief. My littlest kid, Lars, he's rehearsing for school play. What school play, Oli? Something for Easter? Yeah. Little Lars' Easter bunny in it. Oh. He's got good equipment for the part, too. Yeah. Every time he looks in looking glass, he can't believe his ears. (laughs)
2: Does he like to rehearse,
3: Oli? Oh, he took it very serious, Mrs. He eats only carrots and lettuce for dinner, hops around on furniture like bunny, and my missus say if he starts laying colored eggs, she'll skin him alive. (laughs) Uh, well, it's a lot of fun raising children, Ollie. Yeah, that's what all my friends with no kids tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you look very good in that iron helmet, McGee. Makes me think of my cousin Gustav. He was in the army, a second Bluey. <laughs> second Louis. No. One second he was practicing the hand grenades, the next second bluey. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
5: that was Gustav all over, well. So long. <laughs>
2: tree's beginning to look awfully skinny. You've got more branches on the ground than you have on the trees.
3: Well, my trouble is that when I'm up on the ladder, I can't stand back and look at it at the same time, too. I can't get the right prospect Look down!
2: For. here comes the woodpecker again. Let
3: him come. I'm ready for him. Go on, light on my head, you little mutt. <laughs> Heavenly days. That'll teach him a lesson. Look at him. His bill is bent like a button hook. <laughs> That'll teach him to lay off of... Oh, hi, bud. Good day, sir. I'm from the park Department. Mr. McGee <laughs> sent me over to see you, Mr. Mayor.
2: Well, uh, I think there must be some mistake, sir. We are Mr. and Mrs. McGee.
3: Yeah, the mayor sent you over, bud. Uh, you the city forester? Yes, I am. I'm the oldest city forester in the service.
2: Oh, oh how nice. I wish Uncle Dennis was here. He just loves old foresters. <laughs> Did you ever uh, ever meet my uncle, Mr. Driscoll?
3: She's talking to you, Mr. Driscoll. No, no, no. She's talking to you, bud. Oh, I'm afraid you're confused, sir. I am not Mr. Driscoll. Of
2: course not. Mr. Driscoll is my uncle.
3: Are you really, sir? <laughs> well, I'd never guess it. You look old enough to be your father. <laughs> she is my father. I mean, I... Now, look, bud. Our name is McGee, Mr. and Mrs. Fibber. Your name is what? No, my name is Knuckwinkle, L. Rod Knuckwinkle, the Third.
2: Well, how do you do, Mister Third? <laughs> You're a tree man, are you, sir?
3: Yes, I am. I'm a tree expert. I have an office in the big elm tree on Oak Street. <laughs> that's my branch office, of course. <laughs> <laughs> that's a political job you got, ain't it, Knockworth? Yes, that's why I'm located out on a limb. <laughs> I used to be in the National Park Service, but they considered me a bad security risk. Why? I was caught working with some redwood. <laughs> well, that's tough, bud. But I got a problem here. We need some advice about this tree. Look up there, see? Hmm, that's a very interesting uh, thing. <laughs> you know, I bet that was a nice tree at that Oh, it ain't completely lost, is it, bud? I might have cut off too many branches or old food a little But there must be something I can do about it, ain't there something? Oh, of course there is I know exactly what to do about it, and it's quite simple, too Oh, good Have you an old bowling ball around the house? Bowling ball, yeah, sure, but I ain't got time to go bowling now, bud Because I have... Oh, no, no, sir, my advice is uh, Take those last four branches off the tree Yes Get your bowling ball Yeah Paint it with gold paint Yeah Put it on top of the tree and run downtown and buy a big American flag. Hot dog. That's wonderful, bud. We'll be the only family in town with a real, live, growing flagpole.
2: And long may it
1: wait.
0: (laughs) (laughs) River and Molly return in a moment. Here's news about Brisk, B-R-I-S-K. Brisk, the new miracle wax starch that really makes clothes look and feel like new again. It's made by the makers of Johnson's Wax. Brisk does everything starch can do and does it better. Because brisk is not just a starch. It's wax starch, a revolutionary starching mix that contains a miraculous new ingredient, fabric wax. And that
3: gives four wonderful new advantages. Brisk gives clothes the body and texture they had when new. Gives that crisp look without that scratchy feel. Keeps starchables
0: 8 o'clock fresh all day long. Cuts 15 minutes from every ironing hour on brisk finished garments. Tomorrow, try brisk. B-R-I-S-K. Johnson's Brisk. Get it at your dealers.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to offer a salute tonight to the Boys Clubs of America.
2: There are 325 Boys Clubs across the nation now, and their goal is a thousand of these clubs.
3: The evil monster of juvenile delinquency is a serious threat to our children. The Boys Clubs of America are dedicated to meeting and beating that threat.
2: And they're doing it very simply, by Boys Clubbing it today.
3: Good night.
2: Good night, all. <laughs>
0: of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Water Repellent Glow Coat, Racine, Wisconsin, and Brantford, Canada. Bring you Fibber, McGee, and Molly each week at this time. Be with us again next Tuesday night, won't
7: you? When you polish your furniture, how long does the shine last? A few hours, a few days, or for weeks and weeks? Well, that depends on the kind of polish you use. And listen to this. Recent tests show that among leading cream furniture polishes... Only one gives you full protection from fade-out shine, and that one is Johnson's Cream Wax. Yes, the shine you get with Johnson's Cream Wax is a real wax shine. The shine you get from other cream polishes comes from oil. A wax shine lasts. An oil shine fades out, turns foggy and smeary in a few hours when exposed to air. To give your furniture a lasting shine, use Johnson's Cream Wax. (laughs) Steve Wilson takes a guided tour on Big Town, next on NBC.